Mini-episode 1376 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You'll want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late-night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Welcome to mini-episode 1376 of the FDH Lounge. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our preview of Billions, episode 5.9. Here's the top five notes of interest for the second episode of the second half of the season. Number five, Nico's still around, involved with Wendy, and finding his way in the Axe Capital world. Previously disdainful of money, Nico is now ambivalent, which makes Wendy ambivalent as she seems torn between respecting his previous moral purity and resenting any time that he seems to look down on her way of life. Having showed Nico who was boss at the end of the first half of the season, Axe seems to have bigger fish to fry rather than continuing to establish his dominance and complicating Wendy's new relationship, but Bobby can pivot to scratching his itches quite rapidly. Number four. The dynamic between Rhodes Sr. and Rhodes Jr. is going to get weirder the longer that Sonny Boy takes to procure a kidney. Getting Wendy to make his end-of-life decisions seemed in part designed to tweak Chuck, if not just to light a fire underneath him to get the kidney. Chuck is still trying to keep his dark side somewhat under control, although harvesting prisoner organs would be well over the line for anyone outside the moral universe of this program. One wonders how Chuck will react if Bobby is able to play the hero for Wendy once again by saving the grandfather of her children. If ever a man could save another man's life out of nothing but pettiness, it would be Axe. And along those lines, number three, Chuck is rapidly racking up the L's. Having lost his new MILF girlfriend over an objection to three ways, an odd stance for someone with publicly documented perversions, the New York AG went on to lose his Yale teaching position and inadvertently hand Bobby his long-desired bank charter, and his efforts at the prison to procure a kidney were met with insult to injury. The previews have shown that Chuck will align with Mike Prince to try to take down Axe once and for all. The prospects that Chuck will revert to his darker impulses increase in light of the revelation that, number two, Mike Prince is also a scumbag. The program's allegedly morally upright billionaire actually swindled his deceased addict business partner, to make his fortune paralleling how Bobby exploited his deceased colleagues in the Twin Towers on 9-11. And now Prince is going to be pissed at having his ambassadorship tanked. When he aligns with Chuck, it's not going to be two good guys trying righteously to take down a villain and Bobby. These two will be as dirty, if not dirtier, than their adversary. Number one, having stuck it to Prince, acquired his bank charter, and stuck it to Chuck in the process of gaining the charter, Bobby might be riding higher than he ever has before. Granted, he's lost his wife and kids who live cross-country, but the fact that he never mentions them proves that he didn't really care about them in the first place. He's at his peak right now in terms of what he values, having previously gotten Taylor back under his thumb. And yet, as others at X Capital previously wondered, how will the bank change how the company operates? Is Bobby the dog that finally caught the car? If he is, 
he'll be too stubborn to get rid of the bank, so Bobby's adversaries may already have the tool that they can use to torment him. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.